Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two faithful servants of the Lord Jesus who labored side by side for parts of three decades in mainland China. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the West in 1962 and culminated his ministry with the Life Study of the Bible, a significant contribution to the heritage of Bible exposition and we're delighted to bring you short portions of this spoken ministry on today's Life Study from the Book of Colossians. Ask yourself this question, what is the center of the universe? Well, we may not know the answer as a point in space, but the Bible shows us that in reality, the center, the focus of the universe is the unique, preeminent, and all-inclusive person, Christ. God's government, which administrates the universe, also has a center, a focus, and this is the cross of Christ. Dick Taylor has joined us today to consider these two items which are also the focus of the whole Bible, Christ and the cross. One person, Dick, and one way. Welcome back to the program. Thanks, Chris. What a joy to be involved in this program with just this one wonderful person and one marvelous way. Dick, the Colossians were like a lot of believers. They had a very good beginning, but soon they were taking a number of other things as substitutes for Christ. They were clinging to a lot of things that were mere shadows rather than clinging to Christ himself. This is a common problem, I think, for all of us even today, isn't it, to hold on to things other than Christ himself? It surely is. And just like Paul was saying in chapter 2 of Colossians, Chris, he was saying, don't be defrauded, don't be deluded, don't be carried away. Yes, as Christians today, we can be carried away by many things, away from Christ and things that are other than Christ. You know, if it's evil, Chris, surely it's recognizable as something that's not Christ. But it's the good things. It's like, oh, maybe he's a very patient Christian, or you try to be a loving person. All of these things can be just a substitute from actually experiencing Christ as the reality. As we've seen in Colossians 2, Christ is the reality of every positive thing in the whole universe. May nothing ever replace our dear Christ. Dick, Paul has shown us in this book that Christ is the unique person, the preeminent person, and the all-inclusive person in the whole universe. Now, he shows us that there is one unique and all-inclusive way for us to go on in the Christian life, and that is the cross. That's really why the focus of this message, or the topic, I think we could say, is one person, one way. Let's join Witness Lee. In this book, to the uh, Colossians, God's way in his economy is to give us one person and one way. Now, surely, everybody among us knows who is this one person. That is the all-inclusive, preeminent Christ. Christ, we all can realize, is too, too marvelous. It's too, too excellent. It's far beyond our understanding. 
He is so all-inclusive. He is so preeminent. This is the person whom God gives us to be our salvation. And what is the way? The way is the cross. The way is the cross. The death of Christ is the way that God gives us. God gives us a person and a way. The person is the all-inclusive Christ, and the way is the cross. Christ is the center of the universe, and the cross is the center of God's dealing. The cross is the center of God's government. So, in this book, firstly, Paul tells us that Christ should not be substituted. Christ should not be replaced by anything. Christ should be everything. Don't think your house should be substituted to Christ. No, Christ is the real dwelling place. Everything positive, that is simply a shadow. The very Christ is the body of that shadow. God doesn't give us thousand items. God only gives us one person. That is the all-inclusive Christ. Now, from the middle of chapter 2, the Apostle Paul begins to show us the unique way. There's only one way. The way is not asceticism. The way is not to uh, treat yourself in a severe way. The way is not to humble yourself, to to, uh, self-abase yourself. No, that is not the way. The way is to take the cross. God doesn't use any other way. God has worked out a lot. God has dealt with all the negative things. God has governing and still is governing everything through the cross. Oh, Christ and the cross. One person with one way. Dick, one person with one way. I guess if we had to summarize the book of Colossians uh, with a short sentence, this would be pretty good, wouldn't it? It surely would. Uh, In fact, Dick, if we were to summarize the whole Bible, this isn't bad, is it? It is not bad at all, Chris. Even in Matthew chapter 3, when the Lord was baptized, right after he came out of the water, it says, And behold, a voice out of the heaven saying, This is my Son, the Beloved, in whom I have found my delight. Baptism signifies Christ's death on the cross. Even there at his baptism, God was declaring to the whole universe, I have only one unique focus, that is my son, and only one unique way in my government, and that is the cross, that is the death of Christ. Even there, he was eliminating everything except one person and one way. And uh, I was also thinking of uh, Matthew 17, where the Lord took the disciples up to the mount, and he was transfigured, and then miraculously Moses and Elijah show up, And Peter gets excited and starts to put Moses and Elijah representing the law and the prophets, the law including all the ordinances, on the same level as Christ. And this was a real offense to the heavens because God has only one person, and that's his son, only one way, 
and that is the cross of Christ. That is the death of Christ. And there, the voice came out of the heavens, this is my beloved son. They saw no one except one person. And they realized God's economy has one focus, that's Christ. And God's government has one way, and that is the cross. When they looked up, there was no more law, no more prophets, no more Moses, no more Elijah. That means the cross wipes out everything except Christ. And then I was thinking also, Chris, of Genesis 2, that there the Lord was showing us by the tree of life after he created man that his unique focus is himself in his son just to be life to us. And concerning the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the Lord said, no, don't go that way. What's that? That's the cross to everything else. God has one center, this one person, Christ, who is the reality of everything positive in the universe. We should have no substitutes for him. Nothing should replace him. Like Brother Lee said, even the reality of a house, which is very positive, is Christ. He's our real dwelling place. While you're listening to this program, I hope all of you would even just grab the the seat that you're sitting on and just consider for a moment. You know, on one hand, you're sitting in a chair or a, a sofa. You're in a seat. You're resting. On the other hand, if you've never been seated in Christ, you have never enjoyed a real rest and a real seat in your life. He's the reality of even resting and sitting. So it's so good to realize that we just have one person in God's economy and only one way, and that is the cross of Christ. So I just believe even by these three passages from Matthew and from Genesis— And according to all that our brother has shared, it's so clear. One person, one way, and this is a statement that fits the entire Bible. Dick, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Genesis 2 with the tree of life and the tree of knowledge, uh, the reason that the tree of knowledge of good and evil was prohibited was because that really became the first substitute. It filled man with all kinds of things other than God, other than Christ in reality. Exactly right. And God is not interested in giving us many items. Everything is summed up in his son. Dick, the one person, of course, is Christ. The central way being the cross. I think this is maybe a bit more elusive for most of us. I think our listeners will be very much attracted by this portion that's just ahead as Witness Lee gets into the cross as our way in reality. I think we'll see it in another light, perhaps, than we've ever considered it before. The cross is the central way of God's universe. In God's universe, the cross is the way. Sorry to say that the Bible doesn't open up so much for us to see the spiritual world around the cross. You know, kind of a human mentality and we were told just a little bit the uh, physical side of the cross not much from uh, the spiritual side but here in Colossians Paul the apostle anyhow opened up a little windows uh, some little windows not just one some little windows through these windows we can see something spiritual When Christ was being crucified there on the cross, he was working there. He was not only suffering. He was working there. He was bearing our sins. He was accomplishing redemption there. 
He was doing the Father's will. He was working there while Christ was working out the redemption God required. God was wiping out the law. God was nailing the law on the cross. God was also busy there. Not only so, by just one or two verses in uh, this book, you can see my while Christ was working on the cross, while God was working there, I tell you, the rulers, the authorities were also busy. They were also busy. They were uh, bothering God. You could see the rulers, authorities were busy bothering God. Otherwise, Paul could never say God stripped off the rulers and authorities. Not only so, no doubt, they were doing something to frustrate God, even uh, trying to defeat God. And this is why Paul says, uh, God was triumphing over them by the cross to make them an open show. All these, what? All these describe quite uh, clearly that everybody was busy there on the cross. Christ was busy. God was busy. I tell you, so many angels, the looters and authorities, they were also busy there. At the same time, the Roman soldiers were busy. The Pharisees were busy. The Sadducees were busy. The elders all along there, they were also busy. A lot of persons. That cross eventually becomes God's eternal, unique, and sinful way. Dick, he was talking about all the activity here going on. I want to read the verse he referred to. It's verse 15 in chapter 2. It says, Stripping off the rulers and the authorities, he made a display of them openly triumphing over them in it. Amen. You know, we really miss the cross, I think. Uh, Most often we think of it as the place where Christ was there passively accepting death uh, on our behalf to accomplish our redemption. Of course, this is the physical side. But as he pointed out, if we look through the window, there's a spiritual side which shows all kinds of activity as evidenced by this verse. Mm -hmm. Why was the cross a place of so much activity, Dick? As Brother Lee mentioned at the very end, The cross is God's eternal, unique, and central way. That's why there was so much activity there. I like these two words that Brother Lee uses many times when he's speaking, apparently and actually. Apparently, Jesus, like you said, is just there dying passively. But to see this view from Colossians of how busy Christ was, how busy God was, how busy the angels were, even the the negative powers and the rulers and the elders and the scribes and the Pharisees, everybody was busy because the cross is God's eternal, unique, and central way to eliminate everything other than Christ as God's unique center. God's economy is to gain a reproduction of himself in his people. He does everything in his economy in and through Christ as the reality. Christ is everything. And on the other hand, the way of God, his government is carried out through his cross, which eliminates everything else as a replacement to Christ. So Christ was busy. He was there taking away sin. He was carrying out redemption 
Of course, it makes it clear in Hebrews he was destroying the devil. It says in Ephesians 2, he was knocking down all the walls that were created by people just holding on to ordinances rather than Christ. He was crucifying the flesh, judging the world, and at the same time, he was releasing the very life, which is Christ himself, so that all of his people could enjoy this one person and this one way. So God's way is not to go the way of ordinances and to just try to go the way of self-humiliation and uh, making up your mind to be a good Christian, etc. God's way is the cross. When we take the way of the cross, then there's nothing but Christ himself who's the reality of every positive thing in the whole universe. He's the all-inclusive Christ. So on one hand, we may say there's one person in one way. On the other hand, these two really are one. When you actually see the reality, you realize this marvelous cross, God's way, is really with this marvelous, all-inclusive person, Christ. So may we open our hearts to him freshly, turn to him freshly, touch him, and allow him to be the unique person in our experience and his cross to be the unique way so that God could be expressed in this universe through us. You know, Dick, it's a marvelous thing when we, by faith, see our sins and our sinful past nailed on the cross with him. But isn't it equally, or perhaps even more marvelous, when we see that all of our self-imposed religious duty and concepts were also nailed on the cross Yes. in him? Amen. How liberating is that? That is the most liberating. What a joy to be freed from all of that self-imposed nonsense which gets us nowhere. In fact, it just causes the fallen nature to rise up more and we become more of a miserable failure. Hallelujah for one person and one way. Well, there is the historical aspect of the cross, the place of Christ's death and our redemption, but it's this practical experiential application that we need to know and not just know about. We're going to touch that in this coming section. Here's Witness Lee again. The most restful night is the night for a cross-out person. Every problem, every sinful thing, every natural thing, every natural part of your being, when you go to sleep, you have to say, Lord, i like to get all the things passed through your cross. I don't like to bring anything natural, anything sinful, anything myself, anything of the world uh, to my bed. When I go to bed, Lord, I'm a cross-out person. I'm a person passing through so many crosses, big ones, small ones, smaller ones. Hallelujah. Lord, I am a person passing through the cross. Try to practice this. Our unique way is the way that God has ordained, that God has uplifted, that God has honored so much that is the cross of his son, Jesus Christ. The cross of Christ is our unique way. Oh, I tell you, nothing can solve your quarrel between your wife but the cross. Nothing can make you leading ones in one locality, absolutely one in the absolute harmony but the cross. You must get through the cross. 
I must get through the cross. All the leading ones must get through the cross. Uh, there's no proper church life if there's no cross. All the saints, we all have to learn how to pass through many, many crosses daily. Big cross, small cross, smaller cross, passing through all the crosses. I tell you, we will have the top harmony in the church life. Not only oneness, but harmony. Don't say you are right, uh, your brothers are wrong. Don't say, I am right, you all are wrong. The more you say this, the more you just what, pass by the cross. You see, we shouldn't pass by the cross. Learn this lesson in the marriage life, in the family life, in the home life, in the Christian life, in the church life, in whatever life, I tell you, we need the cross. Especially in the church life and in the marriage life. We need to pass through the cross daily, even hourly, at least every day. Every day. We all need to pass through the cross. Hallelujah. If there is such a crossing life among us, I tell you, we have the harmony. We have the harmony. And this will be sweet church life. And this will be also a sweet marriage life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for Christ. Hallelujah for the cross. God gives us one person and God gives us one way. That is the cross. Dick, Paul was very burdened to bring the Colossians into this practical experience of one person and one way, Christ and the cross. They were really deeply involved at this time with the practice of asceticism. And many people confuse that, I think, with the cross. I want to come back to that. He said that we need to pass through the cross and not pass by the cross. Let's talk about this practical experience of passing through the cross and how it's different from the artificial practice of asceticism. Well, I was thinking, Chris, that if you just go the way of practicing asceticism, it's kind of like you may practice to try to be very humble. But eventually, the more you practice to be humble, and if you get good at it, then you'll actually be proud. It's like a long balloon. You paint uh, humility on one end and pride on the other. The more you work on the one end of humility, eventually your pride gets bigger. And God has no expression. The only expression he cares for is Christ. He wants to work himself into us in Christ. So God's way is not the way of asceticism. It's surely the way of the cross. And I appreciate that he mentioned we need to pass through the cross and different kinds of crosses every day, not just talking about right and wrong, but rather really touching the death of Christ so that everything is eliminated of the natural man and Christ is constituted into us as the center of his economy and thereby we can express Christ in oneness and in harmony. Dick, how about his statement that the only solution to the quarrel with your wife is the cross. That is a marvelous statement, and that's the truth. It is. You know, my wife and I maybe lay down to go to bed at night, and there's something wrong between us. Neither one of us wants to admit it. Finally, one says, anything wrong with you? The other one says, no, something wrong with you? Both are lying. (laughs) Eventually, one admits and begins to confess. In other words, that confession is to go the way of the cross. And we also open our being to Christ as the unique person in God's economy. Right away, life flows, and there's oneness 
peace, and harmony, you have a very good sleep. And the next morning, you get up in resurrection. What a marriage life. Amen. This is the one unique solution. It's God's one way. Amen. One person, Christ. Amen. One way, the cross. Amen. Thanks again, Dick. You're welcome, Brother Chris. I always enjoy our time together. I surely do, too. Well, we are out of time, and we hope you've enjoyed our broadcast. We hope it's been more than just an enjoyment. We really do pray there's been some enlightenment and some help for you in your own walk with the Lord and your experience of one person in one way. We invite you to contact us. It's one eight 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 life study That's 888-543-3788. Remaining address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. We'll return tomorrow, another life study from Colossians. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Throughout the centuries, the Lord has recovered many truths concerning His purpose and plan for humanity. The recovery version of the New Testament by Living Stream Ministry presents these crucial truths in a format that is easy to understand and study. This faithful translation of the original Greek text includes outlines of each book of the New Testament, over 9,000 footnotes, more than 13,000 cross-references, charts of important truths, and color maps. The New Testament recovery version from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788. That's 1-888-543-3788.